Hello, I'm Shailaja Menon. I'm a licensed psychologist at LifeWorks. It's a fact, and let's admit, stress is a condition of living and life is stressful. All aspects of your life, be it work, home life, school life, no one is immune or spared from this feeling. Happy news, sad news, or sometimes even not hearing anything can cause stress. Good news makes us feel excited, our heartbeat races, breathing increases, we are excited and this is clearly seen in our physical state. However, when we hear something unpleasant or upsetting, our heart rate picks up and our breathing changes. Think about it. The physical response is almost the same in both these situations. Therefore, just the physical response alone cannot determine our stress levels, but the force exerted on our mind and bodies and the outcome or the reaction is considered stress. For example, a physical force can be like the intense and rigorous workout that puts on our body and emotional force can be like losing a job or breaking up of a relationship. But let's not ignore that stress can also be very useful to us. Really, how can it be useful? When we go through stress, our muscles get stronger, more flexible and more resilient. When we put immense stress on our intellect or wit, we learn and acquire more information and knowledge. When we push or stress our limits, be it mentally, physically, creatively, we often break our limitations to better and higher levels of our knowledge, creative abilities, and our strength and endurance. We are able to get better at living our life to the fullest. Stress is positive. It becomes positive when it challenges to push ourselves, go past our limitations, and raise our current levels of abilities, which allows us to move forward to become a better version of ourselves. Therefore, for it to be positive, here are a few ways. We need to find ways to resolve problems. We need to learn to confront or face the situation. We need to contain the situation and its effect on our lives. And when we do all of these, we respond to stress positively. We overcome the situation or the experiences and we rely more confidently with much more faith on our abilities and more than anything in ourselves. However, we often tend to see stress as destructive. Why is that? Generally, when people talk about stress, they're talking about a disruptive, destructive type of stress in their lives. A stressor is like an alarm, a signal a reminder for the body to cope or prepare for the stressor when the body receives the alarm signal. There's an immediate physical response. A part of our brain initiates in heart beating fast, changes in breathing, sweating, that we all know and call a fight, flight or freeze mode. If the stress ends up being too strong, we will always choose to either run away from it or fight against it or sometimes really do nothing about it. However, it is important to note the alarm, even brief or intense, is not really damaging to your health, but chronic, persistent stressors will damage your health in many ways. Most oftentimes, when we hear people say, I'm feeling stressed out, it is the chronic stress we are talking about. We feel overburdened, overwhelmed, too much of pressure to push ourselves beyond reasonable goals. We feel overwhelmed and a total lack of control in the situations you face. The amount of stress you can handle is directly proportional to your feeling 
of how you can overcome and influence the outcome of your stressful situation. This is through developing a sense of inner peace, positive self-talk. But then the reality is most people find that hard to achieve at that moment. Stress affects in many ways initially. Our self-care diminishes, not eating right, poor sleeping patterns, being inactive, lethargic, demotivated, low self-esteem and low self-worth, which all affects one's quality of life. However, as it stays chronic and continues to persist, it affects our health with cardiovascular and lifestyle illnesses. Now that we have understood briefly the basics of stress, let us ask ourselves, what is the kind of stress I'm experiencing? Is it quantity or quality stress? To be more specific, when the expectations and tasks are too many and you have very limited time, you might feel quantity stress. You have too many tasks, projects, or too many chores to complete, and you do not have enough time to complete them. When the expectation is beyond your capabilities or abilities, you may feel quality stress. When you're given a project to complete that you do not have the skills to complete, or taking care of a problem that you do not know how to solve, or something more physical that you do not have the strength nor the endurance to complete the task. Quantity stress arises when life is just too much. In this pandemic, everyone is handling way beyond what we have been used to. Taking care of ourselves and being safe, following the protocol, taking on more chores at home, managing children's school needs, taking on more work in the office due to the downsizing, all within the limited time that we have. Quality stress, on the other hand, arises when life is too hard and you're not just equipped with adequate skills to perform. Working with the challenges of online meetings or school online, working with sudden breakdowns in home, a minor maintenance or repair at home, working on a project that requires you to learn too many skills all at once to complete them, working online and trying to master the work and meeting process quickly, digitally, receiving a subjective feedback from your peer or colleague and not being certain if you're being viewed as competent. However, what is important to remember is stress is a condition of living. Therefore, don't expect stress to be eliminated from your life, but rather learn ways to resist it and expect to handle whatever stress comes your way as that is the only way moving forward. Stress arises due to and in between the demands made on us and our personal resources to deal with these demands. So how do we balance it? Well, there are two areas that need to strike a balance. The first one is resources. And what are those resources? Our physical health, skills and experience, attitudes and beliefs, emotional makeup, social support, and the ability to relax. Number two is demands. What are they? The demands of everyday life, emotional, physical, financial, social adjustments to new situations, work, employment, separation, illness, marriage, etc. And our attitudes and expectations about ourselves and others. So to strike these balance, I have seven key recommendations for you. Number one, some stress is good for you. 
identify your own resources and situations which you find stressful. Learn to identify your optimum level and do not pressurize yourself to extend beyond it. Number two, anticipate stress in advance. Learn to prioritize and decide what is important and what can wait. Number three, reduce your demands. Do not expect too much of yourself. Number four, do not feel compelled to live up to others' expectations. Number five, learn to say no and understand that you might have limitations and it is totally okay to say that. Number six, break your goals into manageable portions. Number seven, think positively about your abilities. Now, most often times people ask me, can you have a stress-resistant personality? Yes, you can if you're able to anchor the three C's in your life. Well, the alphabet C. Now, what is that C? Well, C is commitment, which is commitment to your personal well-being. Control, to feel you're committed and in control of your life decisions. And challenge, the ability to see changes in life is normal as life is uncertain and on and running. Now that we have balanced the two key areas of our lives and understood that you can achieve a stress-resistant personality, following are a few tips to sustain being stress-resistant. Number one, breathe. Engage in deep breathing exercise. They are simple to do, but then they are hard to remember, isn't it? So make it a part of your day today. Number two, Physically relax. Ask yourself, what is it you do now to relax yourself? Incorporate healthy habits, healthy eating, electronic diversions, for example. Number three, be assertive. You are valuable as everyone else. Add yourself to your priorities. Understand that everyone gets the same number of hours in a day. Learn the difference between urgency and emergency. Have a meeting with yourself once in a while. Learn to accept that just because someone asks you to do something, you don't have to say yes. Learn to say, let me think about it. Number four, manage noise. Create quiet zones for yourself every day. Take short breaks in a day. Get outside and turn off electronic devices for a short bit of time every day. Number five, Waiting. Wait is boring and boredom is really painful, isn't it? And this can be immensely stressful. It can be your medical results, exam results, your migration approval, your ticket back home or your approval, an appraisal from work or a meeting with your boss regarding your job. Be creative with that waiting time such that you're not building up your stress. Plan your week, clean up your office desk, create a waiting plan, sort through a storage, call your parents or your loved ones, keep your resume up to date are just a few things that you could do when you're waiting. Number six, change your perspective. Be more creative, be better able to solve a problem, improve your mood and your attitude. Number seven, eat. Nourish yourself with positive eating. Now to remember this easily, 
follow the acronym TASTE. So T stands for take time to eat. A stands for attend to the eating process. S stands for savor the flavor. T stands for talk to yourself about the nourishment. And E stands for enjoy the eating. Number eight, get active. Exercise is the most underutilized and potent antidepressant. Believe me, and it is free, isn't it? So exercise and be stress-free. Number nine, achieve inner peace. Your spiritual self is a connection to something greater than yourself. Develop mindfulness and compassion for yourself and for others. The last but not least, number 10, play. Play can really ease your stress. As much as children need to play or they need recess, so do adults. Encourage and foster your own playfulness and humor and develop a wonderful sense of positivity around you. As we come to the end of this talk, signing off with a warm namaste until the next topic. Stay safe and take care.